subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com slash radio. Thank you for tuning in to Tripod Talk Radio, where we're spreading the word that it's better to hop on three legs than limp on four. Hosted by Jim and Renee and Wyatt Ray of the Tripod's blogs community at tripods.com, Jerry's place for canine amputees and their people. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Tripod Talk Radio, and today is Friday, May 19, 2017. Today, we're discussing a hot topic. Many pet parents prepare their own dog and cat food, thinking they are providing the best possible diet for their pets. But are home-cooked pet diets really better for cats and dogs? The Companion Animal Nutrition and Wellness Institute was formed to study exactly that and other factors affecting nutrition and wellness for our pets. And we are honored to have one of the Institute's founders with us, Dr. Donna Raditic, one of very few certified veterinary clinical nutrition experts in the nation. We'll be taking questions later, so call 646-716-5450 or join us in the live chat room at tripods.com chat. Nutrition is important for all cats and dogs. Um, and it covers food, diet, supplements, nutraceuticals, herbs, and, and much more. So we have a lot to cover. Let's get started. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Raditic, and welcome to Tripod Talk. Thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity. Hi, Dr. Raditic. This is Renee here, and I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, so... Um, we met um, earlier this year at the uh, Western Veterinary Conference, and I, I stepped into your session about uh, cancer nutrition in pets, and immediately, like, I knew right away this was going to be a great talk, and, and it was. Um, you, are, you are such an expert when it comes to, to feeding pets and, and making sure that they get the nutrition they need, and that's why I'm so excited about the work that you and Dr. Karen Becker are doing with the uh, Institute so we're going to talk about that today, and um, we're also going to discuss a very important study that you two are embarking on and, um, and all the details and, and how people can actually help that study get off the ground and, and become very successful. So let's get started. Um, you know, we, we talk about nutrition a lot in the Tripods community. Most of our members are, are dealing with some form of cancer, or they just want to keep their three-legged animal as healthy and lean as possible. Um, we all have an interest in it, but right now I want to know what got you interested in animal nutrition. Uh, it's a it's a pretty new area in in veterinary circles, and I just I'd love to hear a little bit about your background. Well, actually, um, before I went to vet school, I in, was taking a lot of animal science courses, and we took courses in nutrition, but most of it was aimed, of course, for large animal, um, you know, chickens and cows and things like that. So we didn't have a lot in dogs and cats and our companion animals. And in vet school, um, we, again, you have some nutrition, but again, you know, you always feel it's never enough. 
finally, after being in practice, and I also took some specialties in acupuncture and chiropractic and, you know, herbs and things. And so many pet parents want to know what's the best thing to feed their dogs and cats. And so when I started to look into this and realizing that there is a, a college, the American College of Veterinary Clinical Nutrition, I went ahead and pursued an advanced degree in veterinary nutrition. Um, so I guess it's sort of been my passion all along and been tied into my career for my whole life. And I'm thrilled to be a diplomat of the ACVN and to help pet parents feed their dogs and cats better. Wow, you have you have such a, a unique focus, and everything you do is is just um, right in line with a lot of the way that the uh, tripods community members um, feel about keeping their animals healthy. You know, most of us are, are really into exploring um, different types of, of foods and and um, wellness approaches, pain management, that sort of thing. So, so we can't thank you enough for all all the work that you're doing. Um, I'd like to know how how have things changed since you first started studying about nutrition? Um, what are the surprising things that you've learned, and and what do vets know now that they didn't know then when you first got started? How has it changed? Well, I think for myself, one of the biggest things I've learned um, in becoming a, a specialist in veterinary nutrition is. We, we have a lot of information about what dogs and cats require, um, and that's what is the basis of a lot of the pet foods that are formulated. And that knowledge base is, is wonderful. It's important. Um, there's also a lot of information about food safety and how to produce safer pet diets, and obviously that's a concern also in our own diets and foods that are produced. But what I, I guess what is interesting to me we still don't know enough. I mean, I think the the looking, you know, moving forward, there's not just a lot of exciting things being looked at. And I think that's because, you know, the pet food industry is a very, very large industry. Um, they pay attention to food safety. They pay attention to, you know, the nutrient requirements that were, have been established for years now. But where is nutrition going, you know, for our companion animals? Where is it going for dogs and cats? And that's probably, I think, something I want to see happen. I want more information. Um, I'm a pet parent just like everybody else. So, you know, my my feeling is that nutrition is so important that this should be a topic that's being looked at, evaluated, and studied, and pushed and pushed, you know, to the nth degree. We see so many studies looking at um, antibiotics antibiotics, antiparasitics, anti, you know, cancer treatments, all these kinds of things. But, you know, where is, where is all the new information that we should be receiving and developing for our dogs and cats? So I think me and I'm sure it concerns a lot of pet parents and we all want to know more. I I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, (laughs) I have a, a huge interest in nutrition, but Honestly, it just the information that is there for for lay people like myself, um, it is so confusing. And it's like picking up a bag of of pet food is and looking at the ingredients and and trying to make heads or tails of it is just um, mind-boggling. Um, I I consider myself pretty enlightened, but I still feel like every time I walk into a pet supply store and go buy some food, I'm 
I'm really choosing something at random usually. I mean, there might be a brand or, or something, but I, I can't really tell if I'm being swayed by the packaging or if it really is good. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> it's so confusing these days. And, and as easy as it used to be when you just go to the grocery store and pick the cheapest bag of dog food, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad we have more choices now, but is it really better. So I I would love to find out. And that's why I wanted to talk to you today so that we could find out more about the work that you and Dr. Karen Becker are doing with the Companion Animal Nutrition and Wellness Institute, otherwise known as the CANWI. I love that acronym. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, the purpose of CANWI and, um, and how you and Karen got started. Well, Karen also is somebody who's been involved in, we call it complementary medicine or integrative medicine, you know, the use of acupuncture and herbs, chiropractic, looking at some of these other therapies to be used with conventional medicine so that we can improve the quality of life and longevity of our dogs and cats. So we met at a meeting and, you know, we began talking. She has a very intense interest in nutrition as well. It's been her passion. Um, She's very passionate about fresh foods, fresh diets, also questioning many of the same things you just stated, you know, so many more diets, so many more packages out there, so many choices, but are those choices really representing better nutrition? So one of the things we realized is exactly what you're saying too, the confusion that surrounds pet food, the pet food industry, selecting pet diets, what is better nutrition? So Canway was really started to, and one of its main missions, it was started by us um, it's a small grassroots group. We're just a small group, but we are pushing hard in what we're trying to do. And one of our big missions is to answer some of the questions to pet parents. And sometimes the answers aren't always easy because sometimes the answers are we don't know. You know, this is what we do know. This is what we don't know. Um, and that's why also another mission we have is to Uh, support programs. There are professional programs like the residency I did to become a a veterinary nutritionist. There's programs like that that we are supporting uh, to have veterinarians and technicians and and individuals vested in the pet industry and try to promote their education so there's more of us available and more of us out there to provide information to pet parents. So we want to promote those education programs. And then finally, we also have is one of our missions is to support research, the research to answer the questions that we want to know. What would be better nutrition? What would be better diets to select? What would those diets look like? Um, and that right, that right now is one of our big focuses this spring is, is looking at funding some research to give us some answers so we can make better choices for our dogs and cats. Yeah, which leads right into the discussion I want to have with you about how funding is absolutely needed for studies like this. And this week, I understand that CanWe is in a major uh, fundraising campaign to get one particular study off the ground. Um, And as far as I understand it, this study will compare fresh uh, versus processed pet foods. So I I would love to hear more because I've never heard of anybody doing something like this and and making it really official. And if you could tell me a little bit about the study, uh, you know, why it was created and and what's it going to do? That's, you know, it is. It's unfortunately we don't have a lot of good science. Um, A lot of 
pet parents are very interested in feeding fresh foods, making homemade diets. There's also some newer diets that come out, some of the raw diets, uh, freeze-dried. You know, um, there are some diets that seem to be less processed versus the more standard um, kibble or dry diets and canned diets. So, you know, people feed different types of diets and people want to believe that the fresh food diets or maybe raw diets are better nutrition. But if you ask me this and I look through all the literature and science we have, nobody has really studied this or looked at it or shown, is there any difference of a dog or a cat eating a fresh diet or a canned or dry diet? I formulate homemade diets for people and I my feeling, my impression, yes, I feel like they, they look better. I feel like I'm working to improve maybe a disease state or their health, but we need the science. We need evidence. We need to know. And this, this study is actually a study that's a very well-designed study that is involving some um, other nutritionists like myself and other investigators that have come together to compare dogs feeding or eating fresh food type diets versus processed dry and canned foods. And can we actually measure, can we measure some parameters in, in urine and blood samples or stool, some, some evidence that there is a measurable improvement when they eat fresh things. The reason we came about this is, you know, in thinking about it, dogs and cats, I mean, some of them are pretty bigot go to regular vet visits, they may be getting their teeth cleaned, they're being loved, they're part of the family right now. But what has Karen and I got talking about is, well, we're doing all this veterinary stuff, we're doing, you know, we're more aware they're parts of our family, but why aren't they living longer? And one of the biggest common denominators is, you know, is a lot of our pets are eating processed diets. And there's kind of a, you know, in, in the human nutrition world, in human nutrition, you know, the studies that come out and, and, you know, all the different types of fad diets and this and that type diets that come out, the one common thing they do say is, you know, fresh foods, wholesome foods, real foods, um, regardless if you're Mediterranean, Atkins, or, you know, weight loss, whatever you're doing, they always are talking about fresh and wholesome and varieties, things like that. And unfortunately, that's kind of the opposite of what we're seeing with our pets. So this study will give us, we are looking for some science, some real science to understand and see if we can measure differences in in dogs that would be eating a fresh type diet versus processed diets. And that can be a wealth of information. It can be a key to unlock a lot of things. I think for the pet parents, it will help us to help you and for you to understand whether, you know, maybe perhaps selecting or adding some fresh foods into a diet, trying to pick better diets. This can be a really important study to help us select and make choices as pet parents for our dogs and cats. It also, I think, will be a tremendous study for the pet food industry. The pet food industry is, a, is an older industry, well-established. Um, they are, again, they work on safety. They work on palatability. They, they have many diets, and they're always working on new diets to, for, and again, sometimes it's new flavors. But what we want the pet food industry, we're all looking, and 
for is the pet food industry to work towards maybe diets that improve the longevity and quality of life. And a study like this could potentially impact the way we view and the way the pet food industry views manufacturing pet food. So we're so very excited. But a study like this takes funding. You know, typically Mm -hmm. um, research in the past is sometimes funded by pet food companies But when they're doing that, again, they may be developing a specific diet or maybe looking at palatability. Um, You know, they have a specific cause that relates to their industry. They're making pet diets. We as uh, can we are we're offering to do this is an unbiased. We're we're looking to. Uh, fund the study in an unbiased fashion so we can get some real science and real information for our pets, for our pet parents, and this is so much needed, so much needed. Uh, I, You know, I love that the study is being conducted by people who don't have a financial interest in in any of the food that will be part of this study. You know, this your only interest is in how can you help animals, how can you help pet parents, and I love that it's going to be completely unbiased. Um, so so I, I have a feeling this is going to, you know, shake some, <laughs> shake some trees out there and, and really, like, you know, get people's attention once it's, it's released. Um, who, can you give us more details on, on, first of all, like, what kinds of dogs will be involved and, and how will you measure what they're eating. I mean, like, you know, are they going to be given certain fresh food diets or are pet parents going to be allowed to just create their own diets and document them? I'm, I'm really curious about the logistics of this study. What we'll, what, to do a really good scientific study, what we will do is try to control as many factors as we can. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, an initial study like this, to lay really hard science and hard information, we need to keep as many factors as controlled as we can. So what we'll do is we'll use dogs that we can, we can actually control their intake for a period of time because we know, we know, I know, I'm a pet parent, I know this very well, that it's sometimes very hard to avoid those eyes and the begging and, you know, <laughs> and the things that we like to cheat. And, you know, that can sometimes really interfere with obtaining good, good knowledge and samples and um, can actually affect the outcomes of the study. So what we'll want to do is control as many factors as we can during this. And we've working, we're working with nutritionists and PhDs and developed a study design. The study design has to be very controlled. All, everything has to be very controlled so we can see because maybe the changes that we're looking for aren't going to be huge, but we will miss them if this study isn't well done, well designed, and well thought out. This will eventually will be published. Our goal is to publish it in, in scientific journals so the information, everybody will have access to the total design of the study and how it was done and how everything was done and the results. And I'm hoping that you and I, Renee, can connect again when that information is there so you and I can go through that whole study and talk about it in detail and talk about its impact and what it means and what we found out, um, then deliver that to your, your group here because I know you've got a devoted following and they've got some little ones that they care about and this information is going to be critical for them to understand. 
Absolutely. I, I cannot wait for that day. Uh, about how long will the study run? The study will be able, we're looking to be able to accomplish it. Um, the actual study will run probably for about nine months, and we are hoping in less than a year to get it submitted for publication. So this is something that, unlike, you know, I think a lot of people put forth studies that are years and years and years, and, and I'm going to be way too old for that and way too impatient for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're looking at some some markers and very specialized, very high scientific specialized um, studies in lab. The laboratories we're using are you know very. This is what they do. So we're able to turn around this information quicker. So I don't have to be old and gray waiting for this to happen. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that because I'm already looking at my calendar. In uh, let's say a year, a year to fifteen months, maybe when we can have you back to talk about it. <laughs> oh, definitely, <laughs> really awesome. definitely, it. it will be very exciting, and I look forward to giving, you know, going through all the information and and what we're going to find because we're looking at a lot of different aspects, and there's going to be a lot of different laboratories and investigators and scientists involved in this. It's it's been heartwarming. Um, as we've brought this forth in the design and included more people, um, we just we just need the funds to launch it and make it happen. We need to make it happen. Yes, and and we are more than happy to help uh, help make that possible. Um, real quick question about cats. Do you ever envision doing a study like this for cats? I definitely. I think what this study will do is it will be a springboard because. Once we have certain techniques and ways to measure differences with different diets, fresh diets versus processed diets, and we work out those details in a very scientific manner, this is something that can easily be applied to cats. It also would be a study that will start to probably investigate some of the diseases you know, if we can measure um, the difference in a fresh food diet, a dog eating a fresh food diet, and some differences versus a dog eating a processed diet, well, it will naturally springboard into studies looking at maybe a dog with a certain type of disease, perhaps osteoarthritis or kidney disease, or a diabetic cat. And this will, what we're looking to do is to try to tie, you know, we all believe, we all believe, we believe in our own health is affected by nutrition. We believe our dogs and cats health and wellness and disease management is affected by nutrition. But what we need to do are find markers and links and measurements because just saying, well, you do this for a diabetic cat or you do this for a, a dog with kidney disease or you do this for a dog with cancer, that's not good enough. If we can establish markers to tell us exactly what we should be changing, right, what in the diet should we be mm -hmm. changing, you know, the process versus fresh, if we can develop those markers and establish that, then we can be more specific about helping the dog with cancer, helping the cat with diabetes, helping the dog with osteoarthritis, helping the cat with, with chronic disease states, with urinary tract states and kidney disease. So this is going to be a springboard for a new way to look at using nutrition and preventing maintaining health, preventing disease, and then even for those that have chronic disease, that we can actually look to help them as well using nutrition. 
Wow, that is so exciting to think about because it's just nutrition for for me and and other people like me is just such a a guessing game. And then when your animal gets sick, you just stress out even more about what you're going to feed them. So to have a study like this that will eventually help us make better choices, healthier choices is just it's going to be amazing. Um, so I, let's talk about how people can help. Um, you're doing this fundraising campaign and it's taking place, uh, this week is a matching campaign. I understand. Can you explain a little bit more and and how people can donate to that? Sure. We have, um, we have the natural, uh, natural health animal foundation and starting on Sunday, May 21st. Is that Sunday? or is it Monday? Anyways, next week, what they're going to do is they Uh offer for every dollar that anybody donates, it will be matched by a dollar. And we are so excited. So it's an important week for owners to go to the website, to the Companion Animal Nutrition and Wellness Institute website. You can go to our Facebook page. There's a donate button on our Facebook page as well. Any amount will be matched. $1 will give us $2. $100 gives us $200. $200 gives us $400. And it all starts to add up. And everybody who has a dog and a cat, who's been a pet parent, who is a pet parent, we need to support a project like this. Projects like this cost money. They do. That, that's just the facts. But it's going to deliver information to all of us. And this can be, again, it can be a springboard to help us further. It'll launch more studies going forward. So it's a, it's a wonderful beginning, but without the pet parent support, it's not going to happen. And that's, that we need everybody's support to fund this. We need to make this happen because I don't know who else is going to do it. I, you know, I've been a veterinarian a long time. I've been a nutritionist a long time. Um, You know, I just don't know who else is going to launch and be able to put this together the way we've been able to put it together, organize it with the the scientists, the investigators, the the labs, the design, everything. So we need everybody's support. So this week is going to be our one-to-one match. We're looking to hear from everybody. Yep, we definitely, we're we're behind you on this. And uh, I just, you know, I want to say that even even if you are, are, a person who only has cats right now. I mean, this study is for you too. This study is for everybody. Um, so, so please uh, go to the Companion Animal Nutrition and Wellness Institute website and uh, Facebook page. Is that is that the exact name of your Facebook page? Is it Can We or the Companion Animal Nutrition and Wellness Institute at Facebook? Yeah, it's it's a Can We Facebook page, and that's often where okay. we'll post. Both Karen and I periodically post information there, too. So we'd love for you to follow us and join us on that Facebook page. Share us um, to your friends and family, because we try again, even through that website, you know, again, trying to let pet parents know what what should you be thinking about with your kitties? What is What is best medicine? What is best nutrition? What is wellness? And we try to try to give you information that we know is is true, is safe, is science based. And again, it's because of something we believe in. And I've always believed in all the years um, I've worked in this profession. I love this profession. And the biggest thing I've learned is, you know, my patients have taught me a lot. They've taught me so much, and I want to share that information. 
And my pet parents have always challenged me. They always challenge me to do something mm-hmm. better, find something more, give, give me more information, give me more answers. And I know why, because all of us want them, want ours to live a long, healthy life, a quality of life. So I've shared that with so many people over so many years, and it's my passion. And so that's what Can We represents to us. It represents a chance for us, and this study represents all of what everybody has given to me and all my patients and and pet parents have given me and how they keep pushing us, you know, they keep pushing us to go forward. Very similar, I'm sure, to, to what why you do this, Renee, right? It's it's a passion mm-hmm. and it's something that is needed and you set out and you have to keep going because those questions need to be answered and we need more information, but we need everybody's support. Yeah, I I I couldn't agree more. We we are as passionate about tripods as you are about this and and nutrition is such a big part of tripods that we're really pleased to be involved however we can with this. I'm I just I love the the uh the tone of your voice when you talk about this. I mean, clearly it's a labor of love and so people let's let's join the the institute and get your donations out there between Sunday, May 21st and Sunday the 28th, your donation will be matched, and, and it'll count for twice as much. Thank you so much, Dr. Raditic. We are so happy that you joined us today, and we hope you raise lots and lots of money for this. Thank you so much for having me, and I, again, I look forward to it. We're going to deliver some information, so everybody has to stay tuned, right? Right. Wonderful. And thank you so much for your time, Dr. Radtech. Listeners can learn more about your research efforts and programs at companionanimalnutritionandwellnessinstitute.org and learn more about helping pets live happy, healthy lives on three legs at tripod.com. Until next time on Tripod Talk Radio, learn more about canine amputation recovery and find the best gear for three-legged dogs at tripods.com. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts and claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast.